Hello and welcome to Carnivorous Chats. My name is James, your host. I started this podcast to help other folks share their own healing stories and to interview thought leaders and experts in the carnivore, keto, and low oxalate space. Before we begin, I'd like to give a shout out to Equip Foods and the Carnivore Bar. As an affiliate, you can use the link in the show notes to get a discount on their products when you check out using the code Carnivorist. Thanks in advance for listening, subscribing, and any likes or shares. And now, on with the podcast. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. And how are things in your neck of the woods? Please remind me where, you're, where, you, are, where you live now, Heather. I'm in New Jersey. Oh, hey. Well, hey. Yeah. Hey, Jersey, Jersey has some good people like yourself in it. I know that for a fact. That is true. That is true. So with that being, with that being said, let's, uh, let's start off, Heather. Where, and please forgive me if I mispronounce your last name. It's DeFalco, correct? Correct. All right. So where did Heather DeFalco start off? Because one of the things that struck me when you sent me your little bio was that you had anxiety and even depression from kindergarten. So, so let's jump into Heather at that age and, and what happened, what transpired to, to, to give you that anxiety and depression, if you don't mind sharing that. You know? So I actually had to ask my mom, like where it stemmed from, because obviously when you're so young, you have no idea like why. So, um, before I even went to kindergarten, my mom um, had told me that I was always um, on her leg, I guess, um, had separation anxiety from her. So when I went to kindergarten, obviously leaving her was like um, anxiety 100%. It was, it was terrible. So I had anxiety. Um, I don't know if I had depression, but it was like more sadness when you're young. Like, oh man, I don't want to leave my mom home. Like, and I don't want to go to kindergarten with all these kids. Like, I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> um, but uh, so when I did go to kindergarten, um, I started getting sick um, and throwing up actually on the rug. So in front of the whole, um, the whole, uh, I guess, classroom in front of the teacher and everything, I would just vomit on the rug just because I wasn't feeling good at all. Like my stomach would hurt so bad. I would go to the nurse's office so often that I'm surprised they actually didn't hold me back um, from missing so much um, school. So, so that, yeah. Heather, what would you attribute that to? Was that the anxiety kicking in that caused the nausea or was it something else? Like, I guess, what I'm trying to discern was, you know, did you grow up eating? We'll get into food later, which is a big part of both of our journeys, but not the only thing, as we're going to discuss, too. Were you sure. eating sort of the standard American diet at home? Was it had to do with that, you think? Yes, I think for sure, because I grew up on such so on such like a terrible diet. Like your parents don't like your parents don't know. Maybe some people do, but my parents did not know. They they got what they could afford. Um, so it was always those those kid cuisine like dinners you microwave them you had like that little cosmic brownie in the the uh um the plate with like i don't know it was just it was just crap food it it wasn't legit food when you know we were growing up and i used to eat as disgusting as this sounds i do remember eating white bread and I poured sugar on top of it and I ate it like that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So funny thing about the margarine, um, I used to, so the, the country crock margarine, the, like the huge tub, I used to spoonful it 
so you're now you're in kindergarten. We're, we're there. You're, you're having nausea. You're, you know, having anxiety. Um, you know, we're talking a little bit about the diet now, but Heather, as we get further onto your journey, we're going to talk about your faith. Um, were you raised in a, in, in the church with the church family, or is that something that came to you later on in life? That is something that came to me later on in life. So uh, I'll give you a little backstory on it. We did go to church, but when I was younger, I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't really brought up on it. Um, I was never baptized. I, I didn't have like, um, I guess the communion that all like my friends did when they were in school. And I didn't understand that either. So I didn't have any of that growing up. It was just like my mom uh, is Protestant and my dad is Catholic. So I never knew what that meant until like now. But um, so, yeah, my faith actually grew uh, in the past two years. And I noticed an incredible difference in myself um, in all aspects of life since then. So That's amazing. And thanks for that backstory, because it will paint what we're about to talk as your journey, you know, goes forward and what happens with you and when you had that call to God and adding animal foods back in your diet. Okay, so let me get back to where you were. You're in kindergarten. You're not doing so well. Um, let's go into sort of your teenage years. Did this, this obviously continued for, for you in this, these, this anxiety and the nausea and things like that? Yep. Um, and I got terrible um, stomach pains. Like I would be hurled over um, in the bathroom, like literally yelling and, and crying because they would be so bad. Uh, even like my menstrual cycles would be like terrible. I, I would feel like I'm, I was almost dying. Um, so, so that was that. And then like in my teenage years, um, I'm trying to think, oh, so we went, so since it was never getting better for me, my teenage years, I, I basically, um, we basically went to the doctor cause nothing was working and everything. They said that I was lactose intolerant. I'm like, okay, out of everything you're going to say, I'm lactose intolerant. Sure. So we'll try this out. So, you know, you go to the store and you see lactate milk or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is so gross. So I had to take these um, lactate pills if I ever wanted like to eat ice cream or, or anything like that. And like, I don't think that helped. It did not help. I think it was more in my mind as well. Mm -hmm. And um, also, obviously, my, my gut and stressing over everything. So, like, I think stress was also a very um, huge factor in my life. In your household, did you grow up including animal foods? I know we talked about the fact that we ate sort of, you know, the margarines and stuff, but you, you had eaten animal foods up until this point in, into your teenage years, right? And, and regular sort of vegetables and things like that, right? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, my mom would cook and everything. Um, but you know, we'd have, like I said, those kid cuisines, even through my teenage years, I'd still want those things. Like, <laughs> It's crazy when we look back and we, we realize what we were eating. For me in my journey, it was a whole lot of excuse the fresh, of processed crap for yeah. me. It really was. Even when I was vegan and vegetarian for decades, I just, and you know, it's a, partly because we grew up in that era, especially, especially me at 50 years old now, you know, the microwave meals became the thing and they were easy and you're just, you know, scrambling for time and popping them in, but they're just full of seed oils and processed garbage and it's a wonder that we're still alive some days i think oh because 
Like I now I'm thinking about it. I had those like canned spaghettios and raviolis from Chef Boardee and everything. Like, oh, oh yeah. Those things are terrible now that I think about it. I'm like, ugh. Um, one of the things, uh, Heather, that struck me is, you know, I was I didn't realize I knew about the parts and we're gonna get into it now about you becoming vegan and your your uh, wording of new age. I had never heard of the phrase new age before I, I met or followed you. And so I realized what new age included, which actually ironically, I included part of the new age things in my past too, you know, sort of the Reiki and that. But can you explain for the listeners today what new age is and how we, you know, you can sort of tie it into how you were feeling and, and starting to bring those into your life, including the vegan part of your life and uh, what caused that for you? So, yeah, um, I guess it was, oh, geez, uh, 2017 or 2018. Um, I was big into um, the crystal healing, the Reiki and everything. And I, th I can't remember. I'm so sorry. I can't remember because I can't remember if New Age or veganism came first, but I think they both like somehow came at the same time. Um, but I mixed um, like veganism and new age and a new age is basically you're worshiping like crystals um you're doing energy healing on others uh you're doing tarot cards all that all that um stuff and like i called myself a witch and everything yeah i know um and i think like with that and being vegan at the same time it really messed with i can't blame vegan 100 percent because growing up i I really messed myself up, obviously. But between being vegan and new age, I think they they have a connection somehow. Because you don't, yeah. you with new age, they're like, oh, you don't want to put dead animals in your body because it's it's bad. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was bad energy, right? And um, so I, again, yeah. And I, you know, I went vegan also because. Um, I thought it would heal like some gut issues and my horrible cystic cystic acne that I had um, in my like mid twenties. So I thought that would help, and yeah, so that was New Age in a nutshell. You you said you don't re don't remember which came first, the New Age or the veganism. Uh, let's just specifically hone in on the veganism part, Heather. What what drew you to that line of thinking? I, I know you're probably like me, and I think I've read in some of your stories that. You were doing it not only for your own health to help heal the cystic acne and other ailments that you had, the stomach pain, but you also kind of did it for the animals, too, and betterment of the planet. Did you watch any of those um, sort of documentaries that hook, line, and sinkered me into it? Did you do the same thing? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And I tortured myself. Literally tortured myself. I would be, like, talk about depressed, depressed beyond depressed after watching those. Like, I would, I would sit there and cry. You know, so, uh, gosh, I don't know how he's still with me after that. <laughs> so you so you watch these documentaries and had you sort of dabbled in vegetarianism or did you just go full, full bore into the veganism world? Is that, oh, is that what you did? Yep. And I don't know if you were like me, but I often tell folks because uh, as the listeners probably heard, I had a lot of processed food in my vegetarian background. So when I actually went whole foods, plant-based vegan, I felt better for a while. And I think you had indicated to me that it helped with your cystic acne for some time and you sort of felt better. Did the stomach pains go away? Did the other stuff go away for a little period of time? 
can't remember. I know I was bloated a lot, so I can't say that it did help with that. Honestly, I think it it did not help. My no. digestion ended up getting worse. I mean, for a while there, I, because I was eating whole foods, plant-based, and because, I, I don't know, we can talk a little bit more about this, is when I followed the vegan diet, inevitably, when you do something dietarily, you also want to look into other avenues, which we'll discuss on the carnivore, which will help optimize your health. So I think just eating more natural foods helped me lose weight because I tend to be a little bit overweight. Um, I felt better. I, I added exercise back in my routine when I was a vegan, so that helped. But what I didn't realize is through my own journey with oxalates and toxicity and plant foods is that, and I think you summed it up really well, Heather, and I'll let you speak in one second. You put in a post and it just resonated with me when I was, I followed you. And I think this is one of the reasons I initially followed you is because you said, you know, I didn't want to harm the animals, but I was okay with harming myself. Mm. I remember you posting that and I was like, I'm going to follow this lady because she really resonates <laughs> with me. And I mean, isn't it incredible when you look back, I really, that just hit me so hard because I was like, yeah, I'm, do, I'm doing this for the animals and the planet. And, but at the same time, I was really doing so much damage to myself until I got out of that, that mindset and that world, it, it didn't occur to me. And I think that really clicked with me. So please, you talk now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no worries. Yeah, I, um, you know, after like, uh, I guess going vegan for my, my health, then I went into like the whole documentary thing and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like, why am I eating animals? Like, why do people eat animals? I'm like, they're in so much pain and everything. And then you see all these videos or so like, oh my gosh. So I became like such a, um, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, like really um, gung-ho vegan. I don't know. Like, An advocate for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the word for it. So I, I made my whole life about being vegan and you can't eat animals. And I literally cut people off because they weren't vegan. I didn't go to any social events because I literally shut so many people out and I probably lost friends because of it. So let's, let's talk about that. Okay. So you're, you're Latin, you lost friends. Um, you felt okay for the beginning. Then what started to happen, Heather, um, and tell people about what happened. How long did it take before you started to feel the sort of negative, if we'll call them symptoms of, of the vegan diet? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I'm going to say, uh, wow. It's hard to say because I think, like you said, you, you lose, um, uh, you get brain fog. So I think like maybe like a year in, a year in, I would say, because I was only vegan for two and a half years, but that's okay. a long time for, <laughs> for someone. Um, but a year in, and I started to get um, even more depressed um, my anxiety came back like, wow, like r ridiculous. It, it was really bad. Um, I lost hair. Um, I also was bloated all the time. I got like really like a, a gut that looked like I was three months pregnant or something. Um, my skin actually did get worse. I got uh -huh. like a yellow and pale, um, yellow and pale skin with dark sunken eyes. Like my like under here would be like dark and just sunken in. Um, I would get really bad mood swings. I'm trying to think here. And then like you said, the brain fog. And I also, I love to go to the gym and work out. When I was vegan, it was painful for me. My muscles ached. Um, my bones ached. Um, 
also, I didn't have the energy anymore. I, I wanted to sleep all the time and I lost my menstrual cycle and uh, my nails were brittle and everything. It was just, my hormones were all out of whack. Heather, I can resonate with your story so much because having told my story a few times now and continue to tell it, I, I often forget how many negative things there were mm -hmm. from my digestion, the severe constipation, the bleeding from my bowels, the, the lethargy, the tired, extreme fatigue, my hair falling out, not only on my head, but all over my body, my skin cracking, my nails cracking, um, the extreme weight loss. You know, and I tried to continue to go to the gym like you and exercise because it was something that I really wanted to do. But, and, you know, I got down to 127 pounds and no matter how much I was putting in my body, I couldn't absorb any of the nutrients because my gut was wrecked. It was just, it was crazy to think. And yet here I was, as I often like to talk about, hammering away with the vegan diet, thinking this was the only thing and this ha couldn't be the thing that was wrong with me, right? Is that what happened to you too? Yes. Yeah, I was, I was in denial. In denial. I was like... There is no way that it's just the vegan diet that's doing this to me. I was like, what's doing this to me? I, ha I had no idea what was doing it to me. But I guess like after that two and a half year mark, I, I was just, I couldn't take it anymore. Let's, here we go. We're getting sort of into the, the real important part of your journey. And you're experiencing all these negative symptoms. You've done this new age sort of vegan thing. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the day, Heather, what happened to you? What was the moment for you? And I know you probably can. What, what was the moment that said enough is enough? I know uh, God came back to you. Um, please tell the listeners. Yeah, of course. So it it was um, an interesting day, I guess. Like I would say not just a day, maybe like a a few days, maybe. Um, but I had so I had worked for someone uh, as a chiro uh, for a chiropractor. There was this new lady who actually um, came to work with me or not work with me but alongside of me and she was or no she is a christian and she um i don't know she just was the way she was talking to me was just so gentle so loving and everything and then you know all my co-workers they weren't vegan um but they had i feel like they always had to like drill something in my head about being vegan or um, not eating, you know, animals or anything like that. And I'm like, this is replaying in my head and I'm working for these people. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I think one, one of the day, I think I told my, so uh, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Sure. Because it'll explain a little bit. And my husband, so um, as crazy as I was when I was vegan, I actually, I won't say made my husband, but I wanted him to be vegan. So for me, he did it. Um, so finally I said, you know what? Like, why don't you add fish back in and see how you feel? Because he wasn't the best either. And he, he started to do that. And I'm like, okay, let me see if I can do it. Because now, now the lady's, head, uh, lady's voice is in my head. The co-worker's voice are in my head. I'm like, all right, let, let's go. Let's do this. I was like, so... Let's start with fish. I did fish first. I think he ordered like, it was like fried fish or fried shrimp or something like that. So I was like, let me try it. And I was so nervous to actually try like even fish, not even just meat, but fish. So I had it and I'm like, okay, I really like it. I really miss it. So within the next like few days, I started to incorporate more fish and then I think it was like, I don't know what happened, but I just, I went to town. I started 
So there's this place called um, Texas Wieners, like, by my house. So I got, like, this huge, like, Texas Wiener with chili and everything. I know it's not the healthiest of things, but I needed, like – food like I think I was just starving myself of those two and a half years I was like okay I'm just gonna eat 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 so I did but that was really bad but during that time where my faith started to grow I was um talking to my co-worker at the time and she just told me you know trust in in God trust Jesus to heal you and everything and I guess she prayed over me and I I was like you know what why not? You know, I tried all of these help, uh, self-help books and the new age thing and nothing was working. And I did, I started praying, reading the Bible and, you know, trying to, you know, get a relationship with God and, and, and Jesus. And I started to finally like eat meat and trust, trust God to actually heal me and not, um, you know, food in a sense, but like he led me back to eating meat and I, this is where I'm at. Yeah. That's, that's unbelievable. So you, you like me, once I realized I love the meat, I just went gung ho into it. And did you eliminate all the vegan foods at once or did you taper down? How did you do this? Did you go full carnivore right away? More animal based? How did it happen? So no, I, I did it slow. I did a very slow introduction. Um, even aside from the you know, Texas wiener, but, um, I did, I did a slow introduction. I believe I started to add like some things at a time. I can't remember. I think I did like eggs. I did like the, you know, the eggs that I believe I did like the chicken. And then I started like more red meat and everything, but then, so actually, so that was in 2020. So I wasn't too healthy then because I still ate like like crap, like I would have like your burgers and, and your fries and everything. So I wasn't, I wasn't animal based or carnivore then. Um, so I, I actually just started eating whatever I could eat because I think I just starved myself for so long that I wanted to just eat whatever was in my way that was animal based, you know what I mean? Yeah. I used the keto diet at first for me because and I'm sort of glad I did because it allowed me to get fat adapted to the carnivore way of eating uh, initially because my body coming from the ve uh, vegan background and vegetarian for years, not only did I not have the stomach acid to help, you know, digest, I didn't have the gallbladder sufficiency because it wasn't used to eating fatty food to be able to help digest the animal products. So did you struggle early on with any of the animal stuff? Did you have to supplement it all, Heather? Uh, yeah. So um, not so that year. I didn't um, do any like supplements or anything like that. But so I believe like in 2021, um, my husband's coworker was keto and he had told us like he healed from so many things. And I was like, all right. So I, I went on YouTube and I found Dr. Ken, uh, Ken, Ken Barry. Ken Barry, yeah. And um, I was like, all right, let's go. Let's just try it. And I went straight into carnivore. Like, I think this was beginning of 2021. So because I still wasn't healing from my gut issues or, or my skin or anything like that, obviously, I wasn't eating the healthiest either in 2020 um, when I discovered, like, I don't want to be vegan anymore. So, and I didn't know what to supplement with. Um, 
so in 2021, I just became like gung-ho vegan, uh, gung-ho carnivore. And um, I think after that, I experienced such, um, I don't know, because uh, I went straight into carnivore, which is never a good idea, I guess, coming um, right off of uh, being vegan and then eating like crap because, wow, the, uh, the withdrawals were not okay. Um, and I think most will call that uh, oxalate dumping too. Yeah, the good old keto flu and oxalate dumping, right? At the same time, yeah, that was like so bad. So, um, so I did carnivore, um, and then in July of 2021, me and my husband did 75 hard. So, oh. yeah, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that, but yeah, it's pretty serious. Um, and I think I ruined my hormones yet again doing something so, um, I guess, restrictive restrict you had to follow a diet so i did so i went carnivore like strict carnivore and then i went animal based um and followed uh paul saladino's um animal based thing did you include did you include the fruits and honey with dr saladino's yeah yes i did and 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 heather please forgive me and and if i can interrupt you can you explain what 75 hard is for a few of the folks that may not know yes of course so 75 hard um is andy frisella's i guess program it's it's a free program you just do so for 75 straight days you have to drink one gallon of water a day um you have to do two workouts a day one 45 minute no both 45 minutes one indoor one outdoor three hours apart um i believe you have to read a book um non-fictional 10 pages an actual book and not like a kindle or anything um i'm trying to think what else follow a diet, post a progress picture. And I think that was it with 75. Not remember if there's something. You've gone sort of carnivore and then you're now you're adding honey and fruits back in according to Dr. Saladino. Did you see a benefit from that or a negative? How did that work for you? I saw a great benefit, you know, because doing two workouts a day, you're like, come on, like, why am I doing this to myself? But I did have the energy and I felt like my skin was clearing up. Um, I just felt refreshed again. But um, so, but then after the 75 hard, I, I wanted to keep going. Like I, I was like, oh, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. But like, I feel like my, um, uh, what is it? Adrenal glands were just, they were just shot out and I was just running on like fumes. Um, so I think that's a lot of what contributed to my hormones being out of wacky yet again. Yeah. Now, Heather, I also, in following you, I noticed that you have a, we, I say a battle because it's a tough bugger to get rid of, but H. pylori has been in your journey, hasn't it? Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When did that friend pop on the scene? Okay. So finally I hit like, um, I guess, uh, not rock bottom, but like, I was just like, I'm so sick of, you know, I did carnivore, I did animal based. Um, let me work with someone. So I'm actually working with someone, um, uh, to, I guess, get some testing done and everything. So I did like a stool sample. I did urine, I did blood test, um, which the stool sample came out to have me have H me having H pylori. And I just found this out in September. So September, yeah, around September, October, I found this out. So I don't know how long I've been dealing with it, but I'm sure I've been dealing it for quite some time. 
because I think that contributes to a lot of my gut issues that I've been having. Oh my goodness, Heather. And my limited knowledge, but I do have some because they tested me for it a couple of times is number one, it can evade a lot of tests early on because it tends to burrow in your stomach lining. It's a, it's a really bad um, pathogen. And what it does is it turns off your stomach acid in your stomach. So it doesn't allow you to digest your food properly. And because that was what was happening to me, that's what they thought. And not only is it nasty, but it's really tough to get uh, rid of because what they do is they employ what's called the triple antibiotic therapy, which you have to take three antibiotics really strong all at once. And it just wrecks your gut even further. Did you have to do that or have you done that? No, no. Um, I, right now I'm refusing any like um, medications. I'm doing this, trying to do this like all um, holistically because I mm -hmm. don't have any medication. So the person I'm actually working with is more of a um, holistic um, coach. So I have all these supplements that I'm taking at this moment for um, uh, helping my stomach acid, getting rid of the H. pylori, the parasites that I have, the everything. So I have a bunch of supplements right now that I'm taking, but that's only for three months um, just to try to wipe out everything that's in there. But I know it's going to be a long journey, but I'm obviously hopeful. Oh, yeah. Um, part of my journey included uh, definitely parasites um, from, again, years of low stomach acid on my side. I did the microbe formulas protocol. I don't know if you ever heard of those guys. Um, I did them, um, which was interesting for sure. Um, they're big advocates, and we're going to talk about this later on too, the good old coffee enema. I know uh, one of the natural therapies I think is mastic gum for H. pylori, isn't it? Are you taking that? I am not. Um, so she did not recommend that for me uh, yet, maybe because I'm because I have a whole bunch of other things going on. So maybe it's just um, a slow and steady uh, heal right now. So okay, Heather, so you had gone carnivore, then you went more animal based. Um, and that's where you kind of sit right now. I understand more recently, you've chosen and good on you, um, because you're doing your own experiment and to figure out what works for you. You've added some vegetables back in, have you? Yes, I have more of like a root vegetable in season only. Um, and I don't add them in every day. Um, but um, my, my diet consists of more, more animal, like um, more animal meat alongside with raw dairy and raw butter. So everything I try to implement is either um, comes from the animal or it's raw. I do organic straight from the farm. Um, because I know how much, um, crap is in the, the store-bought, uh, mm -hmm. processed stuff, the pasteurized. Yeah. Yeah. So we do, we do it raw around here with the dairy. So that's really good. I really, it's one thing that living in Bermuda, unfortunately, it's not legal here for us. I wish I had access to raw dairy. I'm really anxious to get to a part of the world where I can have some, but I do get, you know, I'm very blessed otherwise living in Bermuda, tough life, right? But it was something that I really wished I had access to. Heather, I want to talk really quickly about this. And in the post where you recently announced that you came back to adding in uh, sort of uh, vegetables and fruits to your diet, um, did you receive any pushback from anyone? Did you receive anything? I, I wouldn't think you would have because just because you're such a nice person, but did you? I didn't. Surprisingly, I thought I was going to. Um... I, I have no clue why, like, I, I shouldn't say I have no clue why I didn't, but there's a lot of dogma in the carnivore world that I thought I was going to get 
lot of pushback, um, but I actually found a lot more support, which I am incredibly blessed about because like with being so restrictive on a vegan diet and then being so restrictive with carnivore, I was getting obsessive over it. I was developing such an unhealthy relationship with food and I didn't want to go that route anymore. Um, And I just started listening to my body and, you know, and not, I'm not eating like crazy amounts of vegetables or like fruits and stuff, but I just want to enjoy my food without being so obsessive about it and not being able to go out and enjoy like, um, food with friends or you know anything like that so heather another thing i just want to go back to one thing that you posted that i'm really interested in you expanding on a little bit more as you said you know in the past you were a feminist new age vegan versus now um godly femininity and you really you know really push um or not push actually um expand on that on your page and i just want you to go into that for folks what that means to you and your husband and how you are now versus what you are were then back then yeah so when i was new age vegan and a feminist, I really didn't, um, I, uh, so, okay, so, well, how do I put this? When I was feminist, let's see, I'm just trying to think, hold on. Um, You know, I wanted women to do, uh, to be free and to, um, you know, why, why can't women and men have the same uh, pay or, um, I'm just, I'm trying to think like, um, why women can't be like free, like men can have a shirt off. Why can't women? And like, it's, it's crazy. And, um, why can't women be like controlling or anything like, like why the wife always has to submit to their husband, like in the Bible. Um, but like, it was just like, why, I don't know. Like, all that stemmed together is so hard to explain, but I was crazy controlling, I guess, um, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to run the house. I wanted to be boss, all that stuff. It's, it's, It was just terrible. So with that, I am now embracing more of a, ever since, obviously, adding meat, uh, my faith in God, and, you know, wanting to be more of a, a homemaker and, um, you know, letting my husband be the leader of the, the household rather than me try to um, top him with making money or something like that. Like, I'm more supportive. I am, you know, embracing the femininity that God gave me and just, you know, doing my, my wifely things, you know, it's, it's just, it's amazing. And, you know, We've, we've come into this era now, this crazy world that we live in where we discuss things about, you know, toxic, toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. And there shouldn't really be anything toxic about being a man or being a woman. We should embrace each other for what we are and who we are. And it's, it's just become so challenging out there. And I feel for the younger generations coming up and you can see the challenges they're having in, in identifying who they are, especially now with, with the advent of all the social media platforms and the increased anxiety and the pushing of the vegan agenda and things like we talk. It's, it's sad to me. It really is. And I, I just really appreciate a voice like yours out there coming from your perspective. And, and you know, we just got to keep letting people know that it's okay. Let's go into some of the other things which I know are important to you 
in your healing journey. Um, and things like, you know, I notice you posting more about getting natural sunlight and saunas and cold plunges because they, they were included in my journey. We love to talk so much about the diet, don't we? But there's so many other things. And we talked about your faith a little. We can go into that as well. But yeah, please expand on the other things you use daily. Yeah. So daily, um, I've been doing, um, what do I, I have an infrared sauna that I sweat four times a week. I do that, um, any toxins, uh, environmental toxins. Um, also I'm doing coffee enemas and I was doing them maybe like five times, um, a week, but I actually slowly, uh, reduced um because you also have to add minerals back in after doing all of these things so um it's important that you know you want to add your minerals back in so you do how often do you say you did um saunas a couple of times a week coffee enemas um and uh, you also get outside and ground yes that's another thing oh yeah so what i have been doing every morning i I try to like, so I have these red night lights um, throughout the, the house so I can, you know, if you get up in the middle of the night, you're not turning on lights to disturb your sleep. So when I get up in, in the morning, sometimes it's dark, sometimes it's not. So I have the, the blue light blockers as well. So, you know, you want to block as much as artificial light as possible before you get that first sunlight um that sunrise so you want to expose your eyes to the light in the morning which helps your circadian rhythm um so i get outside barefoot um i try not to put any coats on or anything freaking cold but uh you want to just ah wake up with you know the weather but i won't be doing that in the winter I'll be going outside barefoot in the sun, in the sun, even if it's cloudy, you can still get the benefit, you know, because the sun is still there. Um, so I'll go outside and do that. And just, and then afterwards, you know, you just feel good. You feel good because you're waking up with, with the sun. Yep. And I notice also you, you use like me, blue light blockers in the evening, right? Yes. Um, how, how important has sleep? I mean, sleep has improved immeasurably since I added animal foods back into my diet. Have you noticed the same thing? I mean, the blue light blockers for me were a game changer as well. Yeah. So like we, me and my husband like to like sit down. I know it's um, not a lot of people do this, but we like to just sit down, relax, watch some TV. And obviously I wear glasses or contacts. So it's kind of hard. So now I'm a double, double glasses person. So I have to wear the blue light blockers and my glasses, but it's fine because it, it, it works at night. Um, but by like, by like eight thirty nine o'clock, I'm in bed yeah. up with the sunrise. Like my sleep is, has been really good lately. Um, you know, I wake up here and there, but it's, it's not that it's not where it's like, oh man, I didn't get enough sleep type of thing. You just, you get, you're getting that sleep and it's just so good. It's, yeah. A lot of people wake up and phone, turn <sighs> on the light. No, that's why you're not sleeping right. That's not, yeah, I just, I want people to know that. <laughs> yes, it's a big thing. And I, I must admit, sometimes I'm very guilty of it, albeit I, if I do have to go on my phone in the mornings, I will put the blockers back on until I get that first natural sunlight in my eyes. That, and then afterwards I can take them off. But yeah, it's very, very important and been a big game changer for me because as we all know, we heal during our sleep, don't we? That's the time that our body heals and used to, uses to restore itself. Yes, Yes, for sure. And how 
Heather, how has your exercise been since uh, recently? And you still exercise how many times a week? Uh, how often do you go? You go pretty hard still, or how are you doing? I mean, the transformational pictures I've seen you post are unbelievable. Thanks. So I actually stopped. I stopped uh, during this kind of healing process to get my, I guess, um, hormones and everything back in order. So I'm not like um, stressing so much. I, I wanted to tone it down a notch because I was going like really hard. Like I would wake up at four in the morning, be at the gym by five, not eat breakfast, like not eat beforehand. And I would be there for about an hour, hour and a half. And yeah, that, that wouldn't be good for me. Like I couldn't do this now. So with all the, like the supplements I'm taking and um, like, I'm kind of on a, like a, I wouldn't say a food schedule, but I want to make sure my body's like eating every like three or four hours. So I think um, we're planning to go back probably within the next month or so because they charged us again for another membership. So you kind of have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. Um, we've got about 10 minutes left. Uh, I'll start with a few of the questions that we got for you now. Okay. Um, let's, let's go into one of the first ones. Did you experience any histamine intolerance over your journey from when you were younger to now? And, and do you still? You know, that's hard to say. I, uh, some of them, like, I would say like, yes and no. Because I have such a terrible gut, I feel like, um, or I had a terrible gut. I feel like I did in some way. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like I did. Yeah. And, and has it pretty much resolved from what it was or do you still get it from time to time with certain foods? Um, so, uh, so that was another thing. I had to take an MRT blood test, which kind of shows me what food, um, sensitivities I had. And since I was, um, uh, I guess when I was carnivore, I ate nothing but beef, eggs, and cheddar cheese and milk. Hello, those three showed up on my sensitivity test because I was consuming them like so much. So my gut was like, okay, like, what are you doing? You can't continue to eat that. Um, so I don't know, like, I haven't had any issues since, you know, starting this protocol that I'm on. Mm -hmm. um, but I also eliminated as terrible as it sounds right now for three months, I'm eliminating the beef, eggs and cheddar cheese, but I still feel like really good. So I'm actually really excited for when that three month mark is ending. Yeah. Good for you. Um, so yeah, with that being said, Heather, take us through a typical day of eating for you. What do you start out with? What do you have? Let, let the folks know. It's a variety of things now. So, um, in the morning it can range from, um, like turkey sausage. Uh, I have some bacon. Um, I do have this raw cheese I get from Trader Joe's. It's not cheddar cheese, but it is a raw cheese. And I don't know the name of it. Um, I'll, I like to have uh, raw milk with some pure maple syrup in it. And it's really good. Um, I'll do uh, coconut yogurt. And this is throughout the day, by the way, I'm just kind of rambling. Um, I'll do like coconut yogurt with some bee pollen, um, some blueberries that I get uh, from a farm. And I also implement fish now, like salmon. Um, I've been doing mahi-mahi, and I'll like do um, lemon and lime squeezes on them. I'll, 
uh, do salt a lot, which is okay. I know it's okay. <laughs> Lots of salt on things. Um, and uh, I was going to say steak, but no, I haven't had steak in so long. Um, some chicken, chicken thighs, chicken wings, um, oh, ground turkey, lots of pork, pork shoulder. Um, it's like a variety of things. And then uh, since it's like fall season, I've added, um, what is it? Butternut squash, uh, butternut squash soups, um, and pumpkin as well. With your, with your challenges with dairy at the minute, where are you getting a lot of your fats from, uh, right now? Um, butter, butter, butter. coconut oil, um, what else? The the fat from the bacon, so I'll cook everything in like lard, um, because I can't do tallow because it comes from you know the cow. Um, but a lot of ghee, I'll do ghee and everything like that. So yeah. Oh, and I have to tell you, I've seen some of the pictures that you post of your food. It looks delicious. <laughs> it really looks good. <laughs> Yay! I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, I implement like salmon roe too sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. Me too. It's, it's really, people think that, you know, some people don't really like it, but I, I love salmon roll. So weird. I didn't like it at first. It was too fishy for me, but then like I started like eating it more. I'm like, Ooh, this is kind of good. It's weirdly good. Oh so, yeah. 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 Another question was, um, did you get the shakes or any hypoglycemic, hypoglycemic feeling, uh, during your transition or earlier on in your stages of your journey? Um, I know it's kind of a nuanced question, but you know, with transition, you know, hypoglycemia is typically really um, elevated blood sugar. Um, did you ever test any of that stuff for hypo or hyperglycemia? No, I did not. No, but I, I know like right now my insulin levels are great. Um, but I, I didn't get like the shakes. If I didn't eat something, like if I didn't eat, if, or if I fasted, yeah, I would get the shakes. I'd be like, okay, I need to eat something. But yeah, but that was when I was like fasting and um, because I implemented fasting with carnivore um, and um, yeah, that didn't do me any good either. We talked a lot about, about the physical benefits. How about the mental benefits for you? And the question is, does carnivore keep your anxiety away permanently? Uh, this is, this is, I mean, we won't know the answer to that, but I'll let you go ahead. Go ahead. Right. So uh, I would say no. Um, it doesn't keep it away permanently. I think you have to implement so much more than a carnivore diet for anxiety. And it all depends on the person. Like I have more of a um, social anxiety mm -hmm. where I, you know, I cannot imagine me talking in public or anything like that, but I'm kind of doing it right now. Uh, and I'm doing great. Woo! Yes, you are. You are rocking it. Thank you. Um, but like, I don't know. Anxiety. This is a whole nother story, but um, I'll have to talk about that another time because it's a long story. But uh, traveling and everything, um, you know, I, I just get anxiety of um, when I did get anxiety, too. It was a what if situation. What if? But now that I come to God and Jesus, it is it's literally not there anymore. It's I I put all my worries, my fears, my anxieties on him. And like it, it, I feel like it's just shed off my, my whole, I don't know, my whole body. I don't know. I will say adding the animal foods back into my diet has just turned that knob down to almost negligible. I mean, as human beings, we have that built into us where we can become anxious because of certain situations that'll never go away completely. And the, di the diet won't do that. 
by itself, right? I mean, but there are other things that we can employ, like the stress relieving techniques that you use yes. um, to, to do it. So, but going, adding animal-based foods can only help. That's what I'll say, right? Yes, yes. It can only, it's, it's a tool. You got it. You yeah. got it. So what other things do you use for your stress relief? Um, you know, just honestly, for my stress, I like going outside if I'm stressed, like going outside, going for a walk with my dog, you know, going, you know, I think it's like not being so cooped up at the, the house that you want to just get out. So a lot of it has to do with just going out, like, and getting yourself, you know, out of these anxious anxious situations but like more so into anxious situations if that makes sense uh, like you can only heal and overcome my husband said this if you put yourself into these anxious situations and you'll only overcome it if you continue to put yourself in those situations but um i can't speak on everyone just just myself heather i want to ask you before we go and we've got about i say about five minutes left if you're good yeah. um Let's talk about the other joys in your life. Um, I noticed you're a thrifter. Oh, yeah. Recently, too. Yeah. So that looks really cool. I mean, we have thrifts, thrifting here, and you inspire me to go check a couple of the thrift shops because it looks like you're finding some really fun stuff when you go. Is it, a lot of, is it big in your area? So I uh, apparently I have like one, two, I have like three by me. Uh, I don't want to say if it's, if it's big, big, but I guess... I don't know. I only have three. So, and I go to just those three and it seems to work out just fine. That's great. I mean, it looks like you find some incredible stuff. Yeah, this is thrifted. This oh, is awesome. Uh <laughs> and I really, I really think it's such a great, great way, excuse me, of doing things because you don't, you're not going out and perpetuating the cycle. You're just reusing stuff that's out there and we're, you know, it's, it's really good. And you can find some real gems, can't you? Yes, I found these um, crate and barrel uh, plates and bowls and mugs for like a dollar each. Or, and they were in such good shape. That's amazing. That's amazing. And the listeners should know and folks should know that listen to this afterwards that you have you do your own clothing line. You have a website, right? And can you direct people what is the website? I, I really I'm gonna I want to buy the men's t shirt from you that pray train eat meat one that you have. I'm dying again. You'll see an order coming Please. through for me. Yeah. I don't have a website yet. Um, it's more just an Instagram. It's called Blessed Fight, which I actually have my, my shirt on, Blessed Fight, here. Um, I actually make them randomly. So if someone wants something, I'll make it. It might take like a few days or a week or so because I have to get the materials and everything. But I do have my own heat press here. Um, the Pray, Eat, Train, and Repeat. I have those two in uh, mediums, but yeah, I just like to create just different things. I, I actually want to get a sewing machine and start like doing my own clothes and like um, what is it, aprons for kitchen and stuff. Like I just, I just I'm, I don't know. You're, you're really talented. Heather. I mean, the shirts, especially the ones, the blessed fight ones and the sort of tie dyed ones with the cross are just really awesome. I hope that people and folks will, you can provide the link to them and, Again, let me just reiterate to anyone that's come on today, make sure you go follow Heather at Lovely Lady Primal here on Instagram. She shares all the details on her story and also has links to her where you can get her clothes and T-shirts and stuff from, yeah? Yes, yes. Um, I would say just um, message me or shoot me a comment or, or whatever, and I'll direct you to where. Um, usually, you can just direct 
message me. I'll like post them on my stories, what I have available. Or if, you know, you see something that you like or you have a design. Yeah. Just come chat. I don't bite. Awesome. (laughs) Heather, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time. I'm really, really grateful for you coming on and sharing your story. It's been just uh, uh, wonderful to speak with you and I hope we get the opportunity to do it again. Yes. Is there anything else that we may have missed or you want to cover or you want to talk about that you want the listeners to know about you, your faith, anything? You just let me know. Well, there's just one small thing. Sure. On 18, uh, at, at the age of 18, because of my anxiety, I was prescribed Zoloft. But I also got off of that, too. With oh, good, good for you. Yeah. But uh, that, was, that was it. But I think a lot of, like, the medications that I was on, like the Zoloft, the birth control pills, also ruined my gut and my hormones as well. Well, I, I, I remember one of my – and I ended up – sort of firing this physician, I had gone into him with all these complaints, you know, when I was on the vegan diet that I was having the brain fog and having the anxiety and having the stomach issues and constipation. And all he did was prescribe me the same thing, said, here's some antidepressants, go away. I'm 10 minutes and gone. And that was, I, I just knew, I said, but I've never been depressed like this before. I've never been anxious like this. There's something physiologically wrong with me. It's not something that uh, I'm not having a Zoloft deficiency, clearly. <laughs> I, I know it's just something going on, you know, metabolically with me here. Can you, and clearly the, the modern health uh, paradigm just won't allow them to help us. And I don't blame him. However, I had to find my own way, just like you did, Heather. And, you know, you're an inspiration to so many. And I encourage you to keep sharing your story and, and you're doing so amazing here talking. So I hope you get out there more and tell your story. Will you? I, hi. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Heather. Have a wonderful day. Be well. Best to you and your husband. And thank you for coming to join us on the chat today. God bless you. God bless. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap on this episode of Carnivorous Chats. If you've made it this far, I want to say thank you for listening. And also thank you in advance for liking, subscribing, or sharing this episode. Thanks again to the good folks at Carnivore Bar and Equip Foods. Don't forget to check the link in the show notes to get a discount on their products. And also, don't forget you can book me for a 30-minute carnivore coaching session through Avero Health. Again, the link will be in the show notes. Until the next time, be well.